Trashcan presents different airline boarding calls. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for flying Southwest Airlines. Uh, we are now going to start our boarding for Flight 1492 over to Austin. So we're going to start with A1 through 15. Oh ma'am, it looks like you have uh, boarding class B. You'll have to wait until we call that, unfortunately. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for flying with American Airlines here in Dallas-Fort Worth. We apologize for the 45-minute delay. It appears that the pilots were late because they decided they wanted to take a coffee break. But now we are going to go ahead and start with our boarding. Now boarding all American Advantage First Class members. Now boarding all American Advantage Second Class members. Now boarding all of our High Flyers Partners Club. Now boarding all of our Gold members. Now boarding all of our Silver members. Now boarding all of our Bronze members. Now boarding all of our Active Duty and Military and Veterans. Now boarding all of our Credit Card Holders. Now boarding all of the families that are carrying strollers. Now boarding all the people with wheelchairs that are holding a stroller. Now boarding group one. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. It appears that someone is taking a leak outside, so there's moisture in the air. We will be delayed another two hours. Please see a uh, customer service representative, and thank you for flying American. Hold on, Ricky. I'm going to have to make this call. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Spirit Flight 1417. We're we going to start boarding here in a second. Oh, I said hold on. I said hold on. Yeah, we're going to start boarding here in a second. Man, shut up. I told you. It's going to be group three. Stupid. Can't you read your stupid ticket? Jeez. So, we gonna welcome group one first. What are y'all stupid? Look at your stupid ticket. Look at, look, with your two eyes. Can you not see? Jeez, a loo. All right, you know what? You know what, families? You know what? Screw all this. They don't pay me enough for all this. Everybody on the plane. I don't even care how y'all get on. Just get on the plane. Just, just, just get on. I don't even need to see your ticket. Don't even, don't even bring it out. Don't even bring it out. I don't even want to see it. Don't even want to see your ID. Put it in your stupid pocket. Tired of seeing your ugly mug. Get your ass out of here. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Well, Michael, we're in season two, episode two. Uh, happy, I guess, December to everybody. It's officially December uh, when we're releasing this podcast, man. So uh, we're officially in episode two of season two. How does it feel to be in season two? Feels great. Kind of crazy. Still kind of surreal to think uh, we've made it past 52 and we're on to season two. Uh, I mean, even the graphics look different and everything. It feels new. It feels fresh. I'm excited for this season, man. Like it's, I already loved the first episode. I'm excited for more. Shout out to Micah for making all those wonderful graphics. Like we said, season two is new, so we're gonna bring you brand new graphics, and we got a lot of things planned for you guys. Now, if you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, thank you. Shout out to all of the people uh, in in Belgium, in Ireland, in Europe, uh, in Australia, in uh, India. Also, those in Georgia, Alabama, Texas, Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, Virginia, Washington, Pennsylvania, and all the others that are listening to us, we appreciate you. Now, if you're a brand new listener, the way that the Donut Box podcast works is each donut represents a different segment, and the first donut on the Donut Box podcast is the old-fashioned donut, which is a story from our past. Now, I'm going to set up the scene, and then Micah is going to jump into the story. Now, 
back in the early 2000s, Mike and I both were raised in church. And back in the early 2000s, there was this conference that tried to get, I guess, men more involved in church. And it was called Promise Keepers. And basically all these men from all these different churches would gather at this big conference and they would rent out. Well, they used to rent out like big arenas, big football arenas and whatnot. And they would gather and it was like a, yeah, men power kind of a thing where we're going to be men of God. And yeah. So I'm going to let you take over for the next uh, little bit and tell them what happened at this conference called Promise Keepers that we went to. So it was in Atlanta. And uh, as most major things and kind of where we were in Georgia happened, there was a whole group of men at church and we were all going to go. And it was kind of pretty much for Chris and I, it was, you know, our dads and our friends' dads and they decided to bring all of us. And so we all piled up in a bus, go to Atlanta. First things first, we had a hotel it was right off the interstate, right there in I-20, right when you get into Atlanta. And it was um, not very upkept. We'll we'll put it that way. And not just that, but Chris, didn't they give you and your your dad and your brother uh, kind of a different room there? Yes, they did. I won't name the name of the hotel, but it rhymes with empanada and starts with an R. If you can put two and two together, so we get the key. Uh, after we check in and we immediately open our room and it's a storage closet like all these chairs all this stuff it was not a typical hotel room so we were just like what the heck this is a storage closet they gave us a storage closet to sleep in so we went down to the hotel and we went to the front desk and we were like hey like we can't really sleep in here because yeah there were beds but there was stuff piled all in the beds and so it was just a storage room and uh they were like oh i'm so sorry and they gave us a different room uh, but what happened next after we checked into the hotel? So after we checked into the hotel, I remember we were hungry and we needed to go get something to eat. And um, I, I really don't know why we decided to do this, but we decided to venture out uh, along the interstate kind of up around the area there. Um, wasn't really a great part of town and most everything was closed. In fact, it was incredibly sketchy. And we literally went up the road I mean, how far do we? You think we went? I don't know because I didn't get to go, and you know why I didn't get to go? Oh my yeah, my dad wouldn't let me and my brother out of the room, and we were not allowed to go. But I heard about that you guys went to Mrs. Winner's something chicken dinner. I don't remember what it was called. Oh yeah, so it just I for, I always forget that you weren't there. Don't don't know why because it was a big group of us. But we went out there, and yeah, the only thing that was open was this chicken place called Mrs. Winner's. And literally, it was stuff that was like under the heat lamp for like a really long time, so it wasn't really good. But I just remember like it was really sketchy, and we got like catcalled by people and stuff. It was pretty, pretty crazy. Promise Keepers. We went to this big church. It was a, it was a mega church actually. Should we name names, Chris? Should we say whose church it was? I guess so. I mean, it's I don't. He doesn't have the church anymore. His name was Bishop Eddie Long, and. Uh, if you look him up, there was... Oh, does he not have the church no, anymore? No, he doesn't have the church anymore because he had gotten to a big scandal and somehow... they Even if the allegations were not true, I think it was bad enough to make him resign. But uh, yeah, so we went to his church and this was a point in Promise Keepers history where they were starting to taper off and they couldn't afford to rent out big arenas. So they had to rent out a big mega church. Uh, and before we get too far into that, I forgot to say during the bus ride up there, we forgot to tell them about that because all of us teenage boys, we got to uh, hang out in the back of the bus. And uh, of course, it was me and Michael. We were the trailblazers and we started hanging out in the back of the bus. And of course, 
all the other kids didn't want to sit with their dads, so they came to the back of the bus, and it was a two-hour ride. And uh, I don't know what we decided to start saying, but we I just remember the whole thing uh, was whatever said in the back of the bus stays in the back of the bus. I was maybe like truth or dare or something. I don't know what happened, but uh, that's a little side note. But continue with the story. You know, we're in Eddie Long's Bishop Eddie Long's church, and I mean, it was a pretty darn big place. Interesting, just kind of side note as well. He had like statues. You remember those like marble statues of? Um, it was pretty much like scenes from different biblical stories. Do you remember that? I mean, they were no, I don't remember that at all. They were pretty. I mean, they were pretty beautiful. Um, he had like a couple of them. I remember taking pictures of them. Anyways, um, we had this whole entire conference, and I'll. You know, I tell you what, there was a ton of speakers, as there are in conferences, but I only remember a handful of them, two to be exact. I only remember the George Bush impersonator, the George W. Bush impersonator that was there, and that was it. I don't remember who actually spoke. Clip, though. Oh, yeah, and the stand-up comedian, too. Uh, and side note, the only thing I really remember about that church, and this might be a little bit of TMI, but they had, since it was a men's conference, they had both the men and the women's bathrooms uh, just for the men, because there were no women there. And so I remember going into the bathroom because both of them had the signs for men on there. I remember uh, on the side of the wall, there was uh, a thing called a napkin dispenser. And I didn't know what a napkin was. And I was like, well, why do they have to label that? And I remember going in there and be like, there's no urinals in here. That's kind of weird. And I didn't really think nothing of it. And then uh, I asked my dad about what it was. And he didn't really comment on it. And I think Michael was the one who told me what it was. So I that, that's a little side note for you. Yeah, we ended up um, later on. I think there was another time that we went up there. And he was like, what the heck is this? And I was like, oh, a feminine napkin. Got it. And I, I literally told him what it was, and oh, and it was this is the ladies' bathroom. Got it. Yeah, it was it was a little weird. Um, I'm not gonna lie, because I mean, ever since you're in school, I don't know about you, but like ever since you're in school, it's like a petrifying thing. Like you don't go in the like. I remember I went one time into into the ladies' room when I was in elementary school, and I was like petrified. You know, I was like, oh my gosh. And I like barely stepped in there too, you know? One time it was probably at church. It was actually in the youth uh, room and there was like nobody around. But I remember I got locked into, like I got pushed into the women's restroom and got locked out of it. And these guys held the door like closed so that I couldn't get out of the ladies restroom. But that was another, I don't, there was nobody in there. So I don't know. That's the only ever time. Only, only time. Other than the, like, whenever I've cleaned women's bathrooms at the places that I work. But anyway, sorry, we're getting off on a we're getting off on a whole rabbit <laughs> hole. But um, but yeah. So we went to this conference, and I remember there was a George W. Bush impersonator. And back then, like impersonators were like a big deal. And uh, I I think you still have the picture of you and the George W. Bush impersonator, and I think I do too somewhere. I can't. I don't know where it is, but. It's somewhere there. All I remember is he signed that thing that says, Be Blessified. That's what it literally says. Um, but he was a really good impersonator, actually. Looked looked really like him. And, I mean, not going to lie to you. So, of course, this is as kids. We, we kind of didn't know. But I remember 
when he like came out, we didn't really know the itinerary of like who's speaking and who they actually are. I mean, we probably could have gotten a pamphlet and looked, but we we just didn't know. So they started playing the presidential theme and like walking out there. And I mean, for probably thirty seconds to a minute, I actually thought it was him. I knew it wasn't him because I was like, "What the heck is he actually gonna do here?" But anyways, sorry to bust your bubble. I was a gullible at that age. Oh, that's all. You, you knew me at that age. I would have believed that stuff for a whole minute until I was like, wait a second. That's not his nose or something like that. Yeah, crazy stuff. Uh, another side note, we rode on the bus uh, with this guy named Stan, and we've talked about Stan. He was the guy that was over the cooking at the homeless ministry, that would, uh, and he had a brother named Steve. And I remember we all took a picture outside by the bus, like a group picture to document the whole weekend. And I remember uh, someone was just like, say cheese, because that's what they used to say whenever you were about to take a picture. I don't know if they still say that, but they were like, say cheese. And everybody was like, cheese. And he just was like, sex. And he yelled sex really loud. And as middle school boys, we thought that was the funniest thing in the world. I don't know why. We thought he was funny. You know, we thought... That was, like, super edgy. I mean, think about that. Like, you know, for middle school boys, basically our games of fun was to be edgy, to run outside and yell things. And so, you know, try to be louder than the other person. So the thing is, it's like, that that was like our idol at the time. It's like, he literally was able to say it in public and not get in trouble. That's how I saw it. I was like, that's great. I want to grow up to be that guy on a church trip as well, because that was a word that I did not (laughs) hear in church nor around my household ever at all. Yeah. So, but it was a fun time. I actually, one last story. I actually got pretty, I I think I just got bad heartburn on that trip. Cause I remember like not feeling good. And then I was just like, I had to go to like the little nurse's station and they gave me a Coca-Cola and like some cheese and crackers, but I was feeling like sick, sick. And uh, turns out I just had a heart- really bad heartburn for some reason. I don't know, as a middle school kid. And I remember it was like for a whole solid, it was a good little while you weren't feeling good. Well, I tried to use the bathroom to make myself feel better and it just was not happening. So, uh, and so then I went to the nurse's station because I was feeling pretty bad, but turns out it was just heartburn. But yeah, so that's anything else you want to add to that before we wrap it up? Nah, man. Promise Keepers was interesting. We we learned all sorts of stuff. We learned what a feminine napkin is, and we learned we learned about you know all sorts. Of, if I'm not mistaken, on this trip too, did we not like shove somebody in the bus bathroom and like hold the door shut at one point? Yeah, I just don't remember who it was. I kind of have an idea. It wasn't my brother for sure. I know it wasn't him. Yeah, it was somebody small. I know. His his ni- name rhymes with uh, Stephen, so <laughs> that's that's what his name rhymes with. Anyways, we're gonna jump into our next segment, which is the jelly donut, and that's our jail report. Who do you get for the pile, sir? Jelly donut, sir? A jelly donut. Michael, what do you have for us on the jail report today? Oh, man, so we got a few stories here. So one, and we're gonna call this like dumb criminals. Um, because these guys are just really, really dumb. So this guy, Mr. Morgan, um, had just served five years for bank robbery, and then he walked into the savings bank of this certain town and robbed it. Well, later on, his he and his 24-year-old girlfriend snapped a series of pictures and of them with the stolen cash and posted it all on Facebook. Like, so literally just rolls and rolls and rolls of cash. And... 
I'm looking at the article. I mean, it's a big, huge stack. They literally pretty much got tipped off. The police got tipped off because it was a small area, pretty much. And, uh, yeah, so they got a warrant. They searched their possessions and found the bills, matched all the serial numbers up, and now they're going to jail for that. That's just begging for the police to come knocking on your door and just to post it on social media. That's crazy. Quick quick side story. So when I worked for uh, the moving company, uh, oftentimes we would get paid in cash. And if we got paid over like a certain amount in cash, they would tell us, hey, go to the gas station and get money orders, right? Because they don't want you to have that much cash on you. Well, these two guys went out of town and they had like three, three grand, like they got paid in three grand. So, and I'm sure it was like a four hour trip. So somewhere between them getting the money and them getting on the way back, the money went missing. And so both of them, like, I don't think they both, maybe they both got fired. One got fired or quit for sure. But the person that everyone thought it was that stole the money, like the next day posted like pictures of all this new stuff, like new guns that him and his girlfriend had bought. And I was like, oh yeah, you just incriminated yourself, like for sure. So you can't be flashing that stuff around. Like that isn't that the number one rule in the crime movies, like to not spend it all in one place or to to spend too much too fast. Like, come on now. Yeah, or make it totally obvious, you know. I mean, keep it on the DL if you go and do something like that. But anyway, so the next one. So here's another one. So authorities have found um, a couple, and there was this neighborhood in Los Angeles, and they smashed a window and took an iPad. They decided to take a selfie on this iPad of themselves, which then did what? It then uploaded to the person's iCloud, which they were still looking at to try to find the location of the iPad, which they also found with that. But... They literally posted a picture of them, you know, took a picture of themselves on this new iPad. It uploaded, and so literally they had face, they had the location, they went and nabbed them less than six hours from when it was stolen. Pretty easy on the police, man. They just got everything handed to them. I mean, that's pretty pretty easy conviction in, in a court of law. Like, boom, we got the pictures of them on that iPad. You might as well plead guilty. Don't waste your time on that. Um, so the next one here. So... Uh, Mr. Tintoni allegedly snatched a Boston woman's wallet as she walked near this middle school. So in the process, he successfully got away with her ID and $40. During the process, he dropped his birth certificate, driver's license, and a grocery list from his mother, making it pretty easy for the authorities to track him down as well. Man, who carries their birth certificate on them? Like, that's, I mean, that's like everything. Minus your social security card, like, that's giving the police everything. But who carries a <laughs> birth certificate on them, bro? Like, that's that's odd. But, I mean, hey, $40 is $40. Know what I mean? Yeah, $40 is $40. It's just, it's just crazy to me, man. Like, how did he drop so much? I mean, it must have, like, fell out of a pocket or something. Because, I mean, a birth certificate... And even a grocery list from his mother, too. I mean, that's kind of... His 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 pants had to be sagging, bro. And, like, when you take off running, like, all that stuff, like, even just to hold your pants up, bro, I'm sure it's, like, just flying out. Crazy, crazy. Well, last one of the day here. So, there's a 17-year-old, and you're going to think this is hilarious. He was attempting to steal a woman's car. The uh, carjacking didn't go quite to plan because uh, he approached the car... Uh, which she was in her driveway, the victim, and, you know, pointed a gun at her, said, get out of the car. 
So she was the lady was driving her 13-year-old son to school. So her and her 13-year-old son get out of the car. He gets in the car and proceeds to sit there for seven straight minutes trying to figure out how in the heck to operate a manual, like a stick shift, like a manual transmission car. So, you know, the car is running. He's trying to get out of there. And according to the witnesses, and of course, you know, they're both standing right there, um, he spent seven minutes in the car switching on the windshield wipers, the lights, any button he could possibly imagine trying to figure out how to put this thing in gear. And then finally he cut his losses and fled on foot. They found him a couple miles later. So what were the the lady and the son like? Obviously the ma- the guy is trying to like, unless he had him at gunpoint like the whole time, you know, obviously. I, I, I mean, I, I guess he had his gun out or something because they just stood there for seven minutes watching him struggle, I guess. I bet you that one threw a huge wrench in his plans. I'm sure he was like, oh, this is automatic. It was like, nope, this is a manual. And if you don't know how to drive a manual, then you're... You're SOL. You're up the creek without a paddle. And see, the thing is, it sounds like he didn't even know what a manual was because, you know, him pressing all these buttons and stuff like that, you know, you can't do that in a, like at all in a manual. You know, he's used to having like the, you know, either the clutch, whatever they're called. I'm, I'm blanking on the column clutch. You know what I'm talking about where you can put it in drive or, you know, they're going to have certain things. Poor dude, not poor dude because he was trying to steal this woman's car, but, you know, <laughs> I'm sure that was a terrible moment for him of, like, I got everything I wanted, car running and everything, they're out of the car, peel out, wait, I can't. That's crazy, man. Well, dumb criminals, man, I'm telling you, uh, you reap what you sow and everything comes to the light, but that was a great jail report. We're going to jump into our donut hole. Micah, it's your turn this week, so what do you got? I bring you Americana. Now, here's what we're going to be talking about today in our donut hole. We're going to be talking about um, some restaurants and things. Primarily, we're going to be talking about, and I know a lot of the times when you talk about chains, you're talking primarily about fast food. We're talking about franchise chains. I have a couple of names here, and I just wanted to run them by you. I came up with a list of uh, what I think some of the most american staple places to go might be and wanted to know your opinion on these and also would you eat there okay so i'm like a food like i'm like a food critic yeah you're exactly like a food critic okay so some of these are like yes they're they serve american food and then some of these are just like chains that might serve something else all right go for it first one cheddars okay I normally like Cheddar's. Uh, the one in my area has gone kind of downhill, but I will say Cheddar's is a good variety and it is a decent price. Like, I mean, it's pretty affordable. Every time I've been, minus like the past couple of times, and it was just the area uh, of the Cheddar's that I'm in. Most of the Cheddar's that I've been to, they're pretty good. Anytime you want a good soup, a good sandwich, a good chicken fried steak, it's pretty it's pretty reasonable. So I would say Cheddar's, uh, if I was to give it a score out of 10, I would give it an 8 out of 10. It's like a good casual place to go. Yeah, I like it too. You know, call me basic or whatever, but I like their chicken tenders from there. They got some good chicken tenders. Oh yeah, the chicken tenders. I forgot about that. Or their Monte Cristo sandwich is pretty good. But yeah, one time actually, uh, and this is just to show you how bad the Cheddar's was here in my area. Again, they're not all like that. I was with a group and someone ordered broccoli and they 
put the broccoli on the plate in a bag. Like it was in a bag on the plate. And I went to the manager and I was like, is this normal? And he was like, oh no, I'm so sorry. But yeah, Cheddar's is great. Like I said, I give it an eight out of 10. It's definitely a place, <laughs> you know, if you want to just go for lunch, you know, the atmosphere is, you know, somewhat nice. It feels somewhat nice in there. So it's good for any occasion. I feel like eight out of 10. All right. Next one, Cracker Barrel. Let me tell you something. If you have not been to the Southern Southeast United States and you're looking for good, I guess, chain Southern comfort food, Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel is your place to go because it's right off the highway. Most of the times it's right off the interstate. It's a good rest stop place. My personal favorite is the chicken and dumplings. The biscuits are great. Uh, They have like a little country store with like old time sodas and candy and novelty items. Man, I'm telling you, nine out of 10 recommend and it's pretty affordable. If you have not eaten in the Southeastern United States, definitely go to Cracker Barrel. I'll say this too. I normally load up when I go to Cracker Barrel, you know, they have the chicken fried steak or the country fried steak actually. And I don't really know the difference. I think they're the same thing, but you got the white gravy on top of it and like the fried okra. And then you can even get like dumplings on the side. And it's just, it's like, oh man, you leave really, really full, but it's, it's fantastic. I love Cracker Barrel. So, uh, the next one, and this one, I don't know how much you've been to this one. Uh, macaroni grill. I've been to the macaroni grill, maybe a handful of times in my life. I was not impressed. I feel like it was overpriced for the amount of food that I got. Um, I feel like it was a lot more fancier than it needed to be. So I'm going to give that one a 5 out of 10. It's okay. It's all right. It's chain food. I mean, if there's nothing else and people are like, oh, let's go to Macaroni Grill and they're paying for it, I'll eat it. But 5 out of 10. Now, I already know how you're going to feel about the next one, but you got to tell the OGs out here. Texas Roadhouse. Oh, I love Texas Roadhouse. I love Texas Roadhouse. And the great time to go is right at 4 o'clock when the old blue hairs are going. They have the best rolls. 10 out of 10. I've never had a bad time there. The only thing I will say about Texas Roadhouse, at least it is here where I live, it's always packed. Like always. I don't know if it's that way other places, but I've been to Texas Roadhouse and other places and it's pretty good. Um, It's kind of like, I wouldn't say it's like a bar-y feel, but it's like if you've ever been to Logan's Roadhouse, it's kind of the same thing, except there's not peanuts all over the floor, which I've always, I think they stopped doing that because that's like a peanut allergies, like worst nightmare. Like if you have a peanut allergy, that's your worst nightmare. Save it for the Logan's Roadhouse when I bring it up here in a minute. Okay. Well, I, I will say Texas Roadhouse, 10 out of 10. I love Texas Roadhouse. Now we're going to go to their direct competitor, Longhorn Steakhouse. Oh man. Longhorns is better than Texas Roadhouse in my opinion. If you want good steaks, you, I would rather go to Longhorns over Texas Roadhouse any day. I will say their bread is not as good as Texas Roadhouse. The vibe is a little bit nicer. I wouldn't say it's much like nicer. It's like a casual nice steakhouse. It's not like a fancy steakhouse where you're going to pay $100 a plate, but it's still pretty reasonable in that in that price range. So it's, I don't know, 10 out of 10 for sure. I love Longhorn Steakhouse. It's pretty good chain for chain food. And they got that uh, that shrimp appetizer. You know, what is it called? The dynamite shrimp or whatever, which like pretty much... It's called the Wild the wild West Shrimp. Like, That's what it's it called. seems like every chain has a version of that, but I, I love it everywhere that I can get it. So, But I love it there. Um, 
So the next one here is really, really Americana is IHOP. I'm going to, you know what, man? I'm going to have to pass on IHOP. You don't like breakfast food. I don't like breakfast food. You don't like breakfast food. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter. I feel like IHOP, Denny's, like all those places, they're all the same to me. Like all the breakfast places, they're all the same. IHOP's okay if you're like three o'clock and there's nowhere else to go. But I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. I'm not that crazy about IHOP, to be honest with you. Have you ever had, like, what, besides breakfast stuff there? You know, because they have burgers and other stuff as well. I think I had, like, a burger one time, and it was, like, so-so. Um, I know... Obviously not memorable. I don't know. Are they still back open 24 hours? Because I know during COVID, they shut down. So I don't know if they're back open 24 hours. Here, Here they are. I'm, I'm not sure up there if, if y'all's are. Okay, well, I'm pretty sure they are then. Uh, So, yeah, I hop 4 out of 10. It's okay. It's all right. Well, I'll just skip over the next one because you already made your presence known with IHOP because Denny's was going to be the next one, but we know how you feel about Denny's. <laughs> oh, I hate Denny's. I hate Denny's. I hate it. 1 out of 10. I hate it. Okay. I hate I, Denny's. We stumbled upon something here. Let's let's ask, what? Uh, why do you hate Denny's more than IHOP? Denny's is just like, the quality of food is worse. Like it's absolutely worse than IHOP. Like IHOP's not bad. Like I can I can stomach IHOP. Denny's horrible. It's I guess it's good if you're drunk at 3 a.m. I guess that's where people go is Denny's. But I they just don't have good food. The service is not great. I don't know. I just don't like Denny's. Really don't. One out of ten. But hey, if you like Denny's, more power to you. Yeah, everybody's opinion is their own, and it's it's cool. Whatever. We just got a couple left here. Um, so we talked about it earlier. Logan's Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse is better than Logan's. Um, I'll eat at Logan's. Logan's is okay, but to me, Logan's and Texas Roadhouse are one and the same. And uh, just as far as environment, kind of food wise, but Texas Roadhouse is better. So Logan's, I would give it a seven out of ten. It's not bad. It's okay. It's about middle of the run. I really wasn't a fan of Logan's Roadhouse, to be honest with you. Just really, really never liked any of their food. Thought it was kind of overrated for what it was, but eh, um, teach their own. Last one here, P.F. Chang's. Oh, P.F. Chang's is way overrated. It is absolutely garbage. You pay $50 for one little fortune cookie. It's it's American uh, Asian food. It's I just feel like it's Americanized. I call it white people Chinese food. Um, I just feel like it's it's not good. I've only been to P.F. Chang's three times in my life, and they were in three different cities. Didn't have a good experience. Didn't like it. The food's garbage. One out of ten. Yeah, I don't like P.F. Chang's. It's definitely way too expensive. But reason it's on this list, all of these made the top 25 um, chain, like franchise chains over in the U.S. last year. But yeah, I can't stand P.F. Chang's. But anyways, yeah, that was our donut hole. So now Chris... It's time for what fries my donuts. So, Chris, what fries your donuts? Oh, boy. I got many donuts in the fryer lately, uh, but I'm only going to pick one. And you know what's funny is I feel like you did this the exact same time last year on what fries my donuts. But I guess it's my turn because I have been traveling a lot lately, specifically driving. And boy, man, for one of two things. Number one, construction zones. That's what fries my donuts. And you know why? I don't know how it is in other states, but here in the state of Texas, they take forever with construction zones. They are working on a stretch of road for like, it seems like a year, two years, and they only narrow it down to one lane. But here's my, I guess, beef with construction zones. People 
cannot handle merging down to one lane because there are signs that say two miles, right lane closed, one mile, right lane closed, half a mile, right lane closed, a thousand feet, right lane closed, and people will ride it all the way up until the very end. It's like you didn't know this was coming, and that's what stops traffic is because people can't merge over to the two to the from two lanes to the one lane before it's time and then that's why traffic is backed up because you got all these yahoos who are trying to ride it all the way to the end and then all of a sudden it's like well they're out so now I, you have to make room for me and that's what's slowing traffic down people can't handle it people don't know how to merge during construction zones and i just absolutely hate it another thing too whenever you're getting from onto the interstate or go, getting onto a major highway People don't know how to merge. Y'all know how to merge at Chick-fil-A when y'all be alternating, but y'all don't know how to merge onto the highway. And that's what slows people down. People will literally, the highway will literally stop because people don't know how to merge onto the highway. So I'm just telling you, whenever you're trying to merge onto the highway, my turn, then your turn, my turn, then your turn, I go, then you go. Same thing with parking lots. When you're like going out of a big, like, stadium or football game or something and you're waiting on other people i go then you go i go then you go i feel like people don't understand this am i wrong no i i, I don't think so either listen i when it comes to driving this is my stance on it i feel like a lot of common courtesy is dead i've got a list a mile long of some of this stuff you know, something else, too, that I'm sure you experienced on this trip as well is people not turning off their darn brights when they're out of town or whatever. Like, literally, when there's another car coming down a stretch of road, turn off your brights. But going back to what you were saying, no, absolutely. People don't know how to merge, and it's a, it's a common courtesy thing. People literally are like, I want to get it all the way up to the end so I don't have to wait behind all of these people. Well... You're really, like Chris is saying, you're really screwing all the rest of us up. And we're all just trying to do the right thing because if everybody merged normally, it wouldn't take that long. Literally, we'd be through it really quickly. Just one more thing, and I was I was going to say, a lot of times, too, the biggest issue I have with people not knowing how to merge, um, it's because when they're on the acceleration lane, like getting onto a major highway, they're going too slow. And so literally the person in the right lane is trying to anticipate, okay, when are they going to come over? Well, if you're going super slow, you know, that right lane is just going to keep on passing you. And then you got a whole line of people behind you that are, you know, trying to get on and they're trying not to get killed because, you know, it's it's crazy, man. My thing, too, is you're right about the brights thing. If you're on a, on a highway and it's dark at night, I get it, like... Put on your brights so you can see. But when another car is coming in the opposite direction, turn off your brights. And then once it's like a common courtesy thing because you don't want to blind them. Also, too, your blinker is to let people know that you're coming over. So if you're getting over, use your blinker. Don't have me anticipate, oh, crap, they're getting over. So now I have to stop. Also, and this is my last one, and I'll get off on this. Here's the deal. Whenever we have an accident on the road, people can't handle an accident. They have to stop literally on the road. And the accident can be literally like five miles down the road. And here it is all backed up. I get, yes, you want to slow down because you want to make sure that you don't run into law enforcement or the fire people. You want to make sure you're being safe. But at the same time, people are stopped rubbernecking and you're slowly inching. You're slowly inching up. And I'm like, 
bro, just come on. And like, I'll, I'll get backed up and I'll be like, what the heck is going on? Like, why is it so backed up? And then I get to the wreck and I'm like, this is what we were, this is what we were backed up for. Like, come on now. Some fender bender. It's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. I've been like, I've, I've seen that before, man. I have literally seen traffic backed up and the accident was on the other side of the road. Like it was going the other direction. And it's like, y'all are literally rubbernecking, slowing the rest of us down for something that happened on the other side of the highway. It's like, bro, it, to me, this is how I feel. Okay. I, a lot of the times when I'm driving, I want to be A to B. I want to be A to B. Really, accidents don't phase me too much. To me, I could really care less that somebody, like, I, not like care less, I hope that everybody's okay and like everything's fine. But really and truly, like, looking at it, staring at it, slowing down to like look at it and rubberneck over it, dude, I could care less. I really don't want to see an accident. I would rather get past it so that I can be on my way. Exactly. And that's how it was on this road trip. I had an 18 hour road trip and I was like, okay, I need to get from A to B. Like, I got to make time here. And I'm like, bro, like y'all gotta hurry up, like come on now. But anyways, that is my that is my I guess fries my donuts about traveling and driving. Y'all need to learn how to merge. Like I said, y'all can merge in the Chick Fil A line, but y'all can't merge on the Dagum Highway. So or the McDonald's line. <laughs> well, the McDonald's line is a little bit worse, but uh, but 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 at Chick Fil A, <laughs> yeah. everybody's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be nice and courteous. It's like y'all have to be on your best behavior you know what i'm gonna totally go like on a really quick tangent but i was uh we had stopped for chick-fil-a on this road trip and uh this uh this car almost hit the chick-fil-a employee and bro like he was like mouthing off to her and uh and she like came and gave us our uh our stuff and she was like she was pretty mad and she was like she was like cussing and she was like oh i'm sorry she was like i'm so sorry that guy almost hit me i was like "Ooh," i was like you were i was like chick-fil-a employees aren't supposed to cuss i was like shocked but i was like oh wait she's a human too like i don't know why i have that standard for them but anyways chick-fil-a you just hold that real high standard for some reason heck yeah but anyways we're gonna move into our mystery donut which is our improv segment and we are going to play our game fortunately unfortunately so how about how about we do uh christmas shopping because the christmas season is nigh and it is upon us so we can do christmas shopping uh do you want to start do you want me to start i'll start fortunately i hit up all the sales this year so i saved good amount of money unfortunately you have to spend a whole bunch of money getting gifts for seven people fortunately i like these seven people so it's not a burden unfortunately they're all going to complain about the gift that you got them fortunately i've had three glasses of eggnog and you care less what these people think unfortunately you're not going to be able to drive because you're under the influence because it was alcoholic eggnog fortunately that has me feeling pillow and okay so i can ride out any situation unfortunately you're going to get arrested because the cops know that you're publicly intoxicated fortunately i'm not in public so there's no problem as long as i stay in the backyard we're doing okay unfortunately you have five more stores that you have to visit and they all close by five fortunately i just remembered we're at the mall and i'm going to the food court to orange julius and getting some orange juice to sober me up unfortunately it's christmas eve and 
this mall is about to close and you still don't have your Christmas shopping done. Fortunately, Uber's a thing, so I'm just gonna come back some other time and have a safe and designated driver take me home. Unfortunately, your family's gonna be mad at you because you didn't finish your Christmas shopping and you don't have them any gifts. Fortunately, it doesn't matter because you got me. I was just going to say I got a random one. I was like at the tattoo shop. All right. Fortunately, that tattoo is only going to take a couple days to heal. Unfortunately, it's going to cost you a lot of money. Fortunately, I got a Christmas bonus, so I'm paying for it with my Christmas bonus. Unfortunately, you're going to get an infection from the dirty needle I use, and I have to go to the hospital. Fortunately, I have insurance, and I have a legal team, so I'm going to sue you for all that you're worth. Unfortunately, I have an LLC on my business and a very good legal team because my dad happens to be a Fortune 500 CEO with lots of money. Fortunately, my dad went to Harvard Law School and so he's a professor there. So I have an even better legal team. Unfortunately, mine went to Cambridge in England. That's right, Cambridge. Fortunately, all right, I'm done. You got me there. <laughs> I don't know why we just got into a war of uh, Ivy League schools there, but hey. Unless you, unless he went to Cornell, because we know that's the place to go, like Andy Side Bernard. Side note, I'm not a fan of Andy Bernard. Anyways. <laughs> We're going to move into our last segment, which is our positive advice, and that's our eclair. So, Micah, I'm going to let you go first. All right. So, my eclair for this week is... Don't get wrapped up into the day-to-day stresses. I know it's really, really easy, and it's really, really easy to let it mount. And, um, you know, primarily work, primarily life. You know, you might have kids. You might have a spouse. You might have a dog. You know, there's plenty to stress about. But really and truly, what I like to do and what I like to think about a lot of times is, in five years, will this really, really be a problem? And because a lot of times I can get very bogged down by a lot of the small stuff and it feels like the sky is falling. But really and truly, when you look at it, you know, even you'll look at it and you'll say five years, not even five years, a year, not even a year, six months. Will it be affecting me? Nah, not even. And you're sitting here going, maybe, maybe not even a week. And you're sitting here thinking, well, if it's really that small and it's not going to affect us that long, then why are we letting it affect us this much? And, um... You know, it's that helps me kind of get out of that mindset of, you know, feeling those day-to-day stresses and kind of having it, you know, real tense and real heavy. So just want to pass that along to maybe somebody uh, can use that. Yeah, that's really good, especially with uh, Christmas season coming upon us and everyone getting even more busy with holiday parties and uh, Secret Santas and all those gifts that you have to get that can be a little stressful. Mine is... Uh, And we've kind of talked about this in an overarching theme in season one, but it's to stop and make memories because uh, life is too short. Um, Even with on my road trip, uh, of course, it was 18 hours, but um, my fiance and I, we stopped at the Georgia Aquarium uh, because she had never seen it. And that was somewhere uh, that she had wanted to see. And, you know. Ultimately, I could have been like, no, let's not stop because we got to get this place and we got to make this time and we got to get to this destination. But that's a cool memory that we get to have is that we went to the Georgia Aquarium and that we had a good time. And so, you know, sometimes we get so busy and the hustle and bustle of life that we forget to make memories. And, you know, at the end of your life, you're not going to 
think about how much you worked. You're going to think about all the memories that you had. And, you know, when those people in your life that, you know, maybe are older, they do pass away. You, what you'll have from them is the memory. So take time to make those extra memories, especially during the holidays. I know sometimes it's stressful and sometimes families fight, but making memories is such a, is a good thing. Whether you go out of your way to just take a road trip or to stop somewhere on your road trip or to just go see something or do something you've never done. So, but yeah, make memories because life is short. Uh, but yeah, man, we're doing some awesome things. Hey, our dwarf wrestling video part two is up. So, and I know that you got some more plane videos that are coming up pretty soon, right? Yep, we sure do. Uh, TVTrashCan.com, TVTrashCan.com. Yep, we got a lot of stuff. Um, also got a couple other shows on the streaming side. So, got some other things there. But uh, yeah, go check us out. Like I said. Um, New graphics and everything, so it's I'm a little I'm a little proud. I'm I'm not even gonna lie. I'm like, you know what? It looks great for season two. You know, it's it's gonna be cool each season. It's gonna be like an album cover. You know, I used to love looking at records and you know having that kind of album art. And you know the thing is, each season we're gonna have album art and it's gonna look crazy and it's gonna like I like we only have two right now but I love seeing the progression already and see kind of the difference maybe season three we'll get one with our faces on it and something goofy one of those <laughs> cartoon faces or something of us eating right. a, of us eating a donut maybe that would be great anyways I'm just kidding but yeah right. y'all seriously check them out you know props again to Micah for working hard on those graphics man and uh, they look great and you did a great job so uh, I think we are ready to sign off uh, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. See y'all next week.